We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. I'm Austin Bechtel with your fan headlines. This just in, Steelers' T.J. Watt has been named AFC Defensive Player of the Week, but Watt is out, ruled out by Mike Tomlin yesterday at his press conference that you heard right here on the fan and is expected to be out potentially a couple weeks. Steelers' Bills, 1 o'clock on Sunday in the wild card round. Headlines are powered by Bowser and Genesis of Monroeville. Now open for more, go to 937thefan.com. Ron, you're telling me that T.J. Watt is not on the first or second team pro football focus all pro teams. Is that right? I thought I saw that today. I thought J.J. sent out a note and somebody else said just how ridiculous it is. I didn't look at the teams, but I'm led to believe that T.J. Watt is not first or second team. I don't follow pro football focus that much, but, uh, but I thought J.J. sent out a note with, like, you know, the laughing emojis. Holy horse milk. I'm trying to look at it right now. Uh, Edge defender, it says, is the most difficult position to decipher with elite pass. I mean, here's the thing, Ron. Here's the thing. If you're going to include Micah Parsons, Miles Garrett, Trey Hendrickson, Max Crosby, Aiden Hutchinson, I I will acknowledge it's a very, very fine line between all those guys, right? Yep. So Garrett and Parsons made Pro Football Focus's first team All Pro unit. Okay, so who again? Parsons, Parsons, and Miles Garrett. Okay, I, I, I mean I can live <clears throat> with backed that. Backed up, backed up by Max Crosby and Nick Bosa. Watt finished fifth in their sight grades on the season for edge defenders at ninety-one point nine, behind Crosby's ninety-two point zero. He ranked fourth in pass rush grades behind Garrett Parsons Bosa. I'm I don't sorry. know. It it may seem ridiculous, but they also factor in run stopping. They're not just going by pass rush numbers. Do you can you say definitively that he is better and had a better year than Max Crosby? I can't say that guy is an unbelievable player. But I think I think TJ's pretty good against the run too. Um, I I can't say that he's better than those guys, but he's led the league in sacks again. Yeah, and he's gotten he had a, a one big interception. I think he's right there with forced fumbles with these other guys. I don't know. I mean, you want to give Garrett or Parsons M, uh, defensive player of the year? I can handle that, but not to be one of the fifth best players at his position, better than a fifth best player. I don't know. That one I have problem with. Maybe Nick Bosa is the one. I, I don't know. I I can't really sit. We here. Don't see I can't really sit play. here honestly and say that he is definitively like better than Max Crosby. I don't know that. Max Crosby is unbelievable. You've watched him play, right? Yeah, Ron? he's tremendous. So, would I have chosen him? Yeah, I think I would choose him as Defensive Player of the Year. But we heard Peter King yesterday saying this is his one of the most difficult award selections right. he's had in his career. He's got to go over Nick Bosa, though, the more I look at this. Ten and a half sacks. Versus 19, right? Uh, He's got to go over Nick Bosa. So, yes, he should have definitely been in the top four. I guess my problem wouldn't be first team, second team. I think it's that close between three or four guys. Right. No, you're right. Micah Parsons is unbelievable. Um, Having said that, if it were up to me, I'm pretty sure he would be my NFL Defensive Player of the Year. But, man, I'm with Peter King. It's incredibly close and difficult to weed out him from Garrett and Parsons. There's no doubt. I mean, Garrett, but I don't know. I I guess we see him head-to-head so much, and TJ's always gotten the better of him. Except this year. For the most part. I mean, that's why I was taking, as recently as two weeks ago, I was taking Miles Garrett over TJ. I felt like the game in Cleveland was a tiebreaker game, and Miles Garrett set the tone for that whole game with that first hit. 
I can still see that. <clears> and they finished play. ahead of the Steelers, and I thought it was his year, but he sort of tailed off while TJ had an incredible final game, even though he got hurt. What would have happened? It was only the third quarter when he got hurt, Ron. Uh, it was late in the game. It was pretty late, wasn't it? I thought it was third quarter. Uh, let me look. I have Which would have given a whole – I mean, it doesn't matter that much, but uh, it would have given a whole quarter for him to rack up some sacks maybe. He might have had a, just a ridiculous game. Late in the third quarter, Ron, is when it was. Yeah. So that, I, I thought it was fairly late in the game. Right, but that still gives him how many pass rush snaps to pile up stats. 15 more passes, I would say. Probably, yep. <clears throat> a whole quarter. And he already had two, and nobody could block him. Who's to say he wouldn't have set the record? Well, two two more sacks. He's, he's, he's one, one and a half shy of the record. Oh, okay, so that's four more sacks. That's pretty good in a quarter. But, <laughs> yeah, I've seen him, I, I get seen your him point. do it. I've I seen him do point. it. I get your point. I get your point. My point is that I think Garrett had this award with two weeks left in the season. And now TJ made it incredibly more difficult because Garrett tailed off, missed a game sat out a game at the end of the year, which I don't blame them for. I think it's smart. While TJ rolled up some more numbers in big situations. Okay, you're going to give it to TJ. I would too. Who do, Who is going to win it? I think Garrett's going to win it. Hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if Micah Parsons yeah, won it. That's true too. What do the Vegas odds say right now? I have not seen those. I've not seen an update on those from Jimmy Shapiro. I'm going to find them right now. Uh, Vegas it, it was odds. fairly substantial lead for the two <clears throat> over TJ a week ago. I saw that. Yes, minus 200 for Garrett, plus 300, plus 400. But that was six days ago. I need an update here. Why, why can't they give me an update? I know. Sports betting dime. When is this? When was January 3rd, Ron? Was that after these games no, or before? That was, that was before. Oh, that makes me angry. Anyway. Let's go. No, now I'm obsessed with this and want to find it. The odds have to have changed when when Garrett sits out a game and TJ goes crazy. Right? He goes crazy. I don't know. I'm still saying Garrett's going to win it. Maybe. Maybe maybe people will say, hey, just that fact he sat out a game that he that they were saving him for the playoffs. And his defense overall, the team's defense is better. Is it? Uh, I think the Browns' defense is better than the Steelers' defense, especially as it's currently constituted. Talent-wise, yes, but the Steelers finished significantly ahead of the Browns in the end in points allowed per game, which blows my mind, doesn't it? Because they played relatively similar schedules, right? Yeah. The more I think about that, the more I can't believe it, Ron. I will say one thing Tomlin did a hell of a job this year with was that defense. Keeping them together after all those injuries, not, not uh, you know, not just an injury here, an injury there. At two specific positions, they were down to the fourth, fifth, and sixth guys, safety and inside linebacker. Cleveland finished number one in overall defense, but I have felt forever that you don't base this on yards per game. They allowed 270 yards per game. The Steelers were way down there in points per game. It went Baltimore, Kansas City, San Fran, Buffalo, Dallas, Pittsburgh, 19.1. Tampa, New Orleans, Vegas, Green Bay, Houston, the Jets, and Cleveland. They're way down at 21-3, Ron. How about turnovers? <clears throat> I'm going to bet the Steelers led that in turnovers, but I don't know how to look it up because I'm extremely challenged on this computer yeah, situation. You and me both. I don't know how to look that up. You know what? I'm going to look that up right now, real time, while you and Austin City Limits uh, – there's, there's got to the be masses. there's got to be a turnover. When did you first start reading Ron Cook's columns, City Limits? <laughs> did you ever read a physical newspaper? Yes, my dad used to always get the Post Gazette. And would you fight him for the sports section? I would read it after he was done. Who did you say, your dad? Yes. Yes, so I've been reading articles from you guys in the Post Gazette for a while. Do you admire Ron? Oh, I do. God. Yes, he's very good at what he does. Turnover differential. Well, that includes the offense. Here we go. Takeaways. I have it, Ron. I knew you would. It's right out in front there. of me. It's out there. I have takeaways. Cleveland had 28. The Steelers had 27. That's so b- very comparable. 
the as same. comparable as it could possibly as, be uh, without being was, tied. With 28-28 would have been even more comparable, <clears throat> but yes. Interceptions, would you like those, Ron? Sure. I'd be happy to give them to you. Uh, Steelers with 16, Cleveland with 18. Fumble recoveries. Steelers with 11, Browns with 10. Those, that to me is remarkable because for a lot of the year, Cleveland, Cleveland got off to a historical start defensively. They had injuries too. They did. Even Garrett was banged up for a little while. But the Steelers' defense was decimated by injuries. And if if we're going to criticize, if I'm going to criticize in the past Mike Tomlin for being the de facto defensive coordinator and whatever bad things happen under him as that, then I've got to credit him, I think, for a really good year from the defense. I, I agree. I agree totally. Yeah, the Browns' injuries were more on offense than defense. Yeah. Uh, you know, their offense, I'd match the injuries with anybody's. Four quarterbacks, three offensive tackles, and maybe the best running back in the league in sure. Nick Chubb. Uh, but the Steelers on defense, again, at two specific positions. I know they lost Cam, you know, for, uh, you know, five or six games, whatever it was. and uh, But mostly the inside linebackers and safeties. And guys like Eric Rowe and Miles Jack, that Tomlin has been singing their praises, and he should. They've saved the season as far as I'm concerned. They're on statistical par with the Browns, and in some cases, like scoring, superior. That That is I didn't even realize that, honestly, until I was looking at that the other day. So credit to Tomlin for that, for sure. All right, Ron, a couple of mailbag questions for you. Are you ready for these? I hope you have some salutations. From Ben, not Ben Roethlisberger. Roethlisberger? Maybe this is from Spence through Ben. Okay. Has Michael Penix Jr. played himself out of the first round? And based on what you've seen, if he drops to the Steelers in the second round, would you be interested? You know, I, I thought he looked terrible against that Michigan defense the other day. And I thought one of the critics, or not critics, the reviewers said the game looked too fast for him on in that particular game, which is, you know, a huge red flag. And then you hear people say he throws as good a deep ball as anybody has ever thrown. Um, I would look at him if he was available late, but I don't think he's going to be a top five pick now after that performance. So you'd be interested in the second round? Yeah, if he's in the second round, yeah. I would be. I think everything's still on the table. I mean, we've been talking about Mason this whole time. It's been a great story and so And we don't far. even know that he's going to be here. Uh, yeah, we don't know if he's going to be here, and I need to see a whole lot more. And as far as Penix goes, like I told this guy, I don't know too many quarterbacks who would have played well. That was a grotesque mismatch. The it, other that night. Michigan defense is awesome. Richard says, could Mark Robinson become Kendrell Bell 2.0? You know, Kendrell Bell was like a, 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 I mean, tremendous for a brief period of time, and then he got hurt. Um, I have not seen enough from Mark Robinson to say that. He's known as the hitter, you know. I mean, he'll drill you. uh, But, I mean, I don't know that he's their answer at that position. I've been kind of left a little lukewarm. Uh, so have they, which is why they brought in 83 inside linebackers to play in front of him. Now he he's not afraid of contact, but oh, he'll he'll hit you. He's a he's a thumper. Made a nice play the sack the other day. Thumper. Um, not only does he not belong in the same breath as Kendrell Bell, not a whole lot of people do when he was at his best. He's the only Steeler other than Jack Lambert to win Defensive Rookie of the Year. Am I right about that? Did TJ win it? I don't know. I'd have to look. Uh, I believe those are the only two. I can't remember now if TJ won it, but you like Larry Foote as much as I do, yes? Yeah, I love Larry Foote. Really smart guy, sharp guy. Right. I still talk about him to this day, Larry Foote said two years ago when I called him to do a story on the legend of Kendrell Bell. And I always tell people, says Larry Foote, that is by far the most explosive football player I have ever seen. And that's a mouthful from him because he played with one James Harrison yes, as did. well. Yes, that's a did. mouthful from footy. Well, as much as I love James Harrison and as violent as he was, I don't know that he goes to the top of a pile and turns Jerome Bettis back to Pittsburgh from Latrobe, which is what <laughs> this guy did. Chris Hoke. I, I relayed that quote, the most explosive by far football player I've ever seen. 
Kendrell Bell, I relate it to another one of his teammates, Hokey. Go back and watch the film, bro. He'd put Lyman on their backs. Deshea Townsend. Do you agree with that, Deshea? Hands down. Wow. His nickname was Contact. <laughs> Contact Bell. But it was such a brief period of time, you know? Yeah. That's what happens in sports. Sometimes they he got Lame hurt. out. Yep. He got hurt. But he was a vicious, vicious hitter. And, like I said, all you need to know is he keeps company with Jack Lambert in Steelers history. Just a shame that he got hurt. So, in a word, no. I don't think that Mark Robinson is going to not be quite, the next. Not Kendrick. quite going to be that good. Not quite. Here's a nice one, Ron. There's still no salutations. Hey, Joe. How are you, Joe? Here's one. Hello, Dr. Starkey. Josh Allen plays. This is from Jay. Josh Allen plays a style of football that is both wildly entertaining and in no way sustainable over the course of a career. As years pass, he'll inevitably slow down. Can they you, all do. Can you envision Allen making a Big Ben-like transition into a pure pocket passer? That's what he asks, Ron. I don't know. Uh, I, I keep saying that. About, I've been saying that for years about Josh Allen. He's, his style is going to get him hurt. But he keeps playing that same style. I keep waiting. It only takes one shot, right? He yeah. doesn't. He doesn't look to avoid contact. He looks to punish tacklers. I know. He's like a who described him the other a tight end in a in a quarterback's body. Yeah. I mean, he, he runs the same way Najee runs. He's trying to run you over. It's crazy, but and I keep. But he hasn't gotten hurt for his sake. Knock on wood. 94 of 99 career games he's played, and he was only sacked 24 times this season. But as I told this nice man, Ron, God bless you. We both know what he means. Thank you very kindly. Excuse me. Josh Allen has no regard for his body when he's running. But does that mean he's going to be a pure pocket passer? Never. Never. Was Brett Favre ever a pure pocket passer? No. No. I don't even think Ben. Ben could beat you from the pocket. So can Josh Allen. Ben calmed down late in his career. He was, I think, the greatest ad-lib quarterback or one of two or three that I've ever seen. But he always, to his to his dying day as a football player, had a little bit of that ad-lib part of his game. Um, so I don't know that Josh Allen ever becomes a, quote, pure pocket passer. I don't care if he's 39 years old, Ron. I'm with you. In your opinion, says Ed Helinski, which Pittsburgh pro team generates the most amount of frustration from the locals, Steelers, Pirates, or Penguins? I don't think there's any question it's Steelers just because they mean more to the city than the other two teams do. And then the Penguins and then the Pirates, you know, I think people were so hardened, you know, they're just the, the losing has just worn them down. Um, I would say Steelers by far, Penguins, Pirates. I agree with every syllable you just uttered, Ron, and that's what I told him for the same reason, that the Steelers simply generate more feeling because people care more. However, however, if we're talking percentage of one's feelings described as frustrated, the Pirates by a million miles. Yeah, but I think people were just hardened by it, used to it. Yeah. Accept it. Yes, I would agree with that. If the Steelers were to entertain trade offers for Tomlin, says Armand, what would they get in return if they decided to move him, assuming he agreed? First round pick. That's where you have to start. Right. Yeah. You know, I was interested. I mean, again, I I, I buy this. There's your man Phil Mickelson up there. You finally gave me the book. I can't wait to read it. Thank you, Joe. Very kindly. You're welcome. Uh, uh, Um. When Tennessee fired Vrabel yesterday, they said, you know, we looked into trading him. It was too complicated, too time-consuming. We wanted to move on to get another coach. Yeah. I just – I don't think it's an easy transition. No. Transaction. And if you were ever going to trade him, you and I don't know that Vrabel nets the kind of return that Tomlin would. You, you have to get that first-round pick if you could. Uh, last question from KB Tornado. What would be the perception and consequences in Buffalo if there were to be a playoff loss to the Steelers? Well, you're better to answer that one than me. I got to think it would be pretty nightmarish, although that loss to Kansas City a couple years ago was about as nightmarish as it can get, right? 
Well, this would be, yeah, I mean, that, there's been worse losses from emotionally crushing standpoints, but this would be the worst playoff loss in Bill's history in terms of point spread if they were to lose as a nine-and-a-half-point favorite. I went back and looked at every game they've had uh, and lost and what the point spread was. The only one close was Jim Kelly's last playoff game. 1996, they were an eight-and-a-half-point favorite over the upstart Jacksonville Jaguars of Mark Brunel. And they came to Buffalo and they beat the Bills. This would be their worst loss ever in point spread. So the feeling would be this team can't get over the hump with Sean McDermott. That's what people would be thinking, saying, and writing and talking about. And, and a little bit to Josh Allen. And he would be getting ripped, depending on how the, the way the game goes. Right. But consequences, I think they would be back for another run next season. In fact, I have little doubt about that. They're a four-time defending AFC East champion with pretty good competition at times in that division uh, from New England a while ago and now from Miami. And they've won four playoff games in three years. It would be four and four. So not have they maximized? Absolutely not. But are they successful? I would still argue absolutely, especially in relative terms to what the Bills were for the, they hadn't won a playoff game in 20 years. So I don't think there would be consequences in terms of Head coach getting fired. No, that's I don't think so either, but there'd be outrage in the city, right? No doubt. No doubt about it. No doubt on that. Mark Caballi's going to be in that city. The big boy. He's going to get there Saturday night. He's going to eat a 1,000 wings at Duff's on Saturday night. Do you he, think so? Uh, we went out to dinner with him last year, and uh, he, I, I believe he had some wings. Did he? You know what, Ray Fittipaldo, I, I, Ray, I love you. You know that you're my favorite pe- person. Ray ordered boneless wings i heard about that and we he, remember we confronted him about he that. got yeah. he got ripped for that that is a cardinal sin in that city boneless are you kidding wings. me boneless you, wings in buffalo ray but the I big boy the big boy again. joined us for dinner i remember that i'll bet he did fan twitter brought to you by south hills kia township or south hills kia and peters township Visit them at SouthHillsKia.net. Fan text line brought to you by Edgar Snyder and Associates, personal injury law firm, where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. The big boy had a, had an eye-opening mailbag at The Athletic, and I'm going to press him on some of his answers. It's 1226. Time to stop blindly paying those in, increasing auto and home insurance premiums. Contact the Buell Insurance Agency in Gibsonia. See what they can do for you. And it's back. The Fan Morning Show Wedding, presented by Noah Gabriel and Company Jewelers. One lucky couple will get married or vows renewed at Voodoo Brewing Company, Pittsburgh Pub, on February 16th during the Fan Morning Show. For contest details, go to 937thefan.com. Entry deadline is January 10th. All right. Let me tell you this. Uh, well, I don't, you don't need me to tell you this. The weather has taken a profound change. What an awful day. I was out walking Little Bailey today and wasn't dressed properly, and I froze my uh, my rear end off. If you're not set with roofing and siding, you're going to feel it, and it ain't too late right now. Either to have somebody, namely Joe Potochnik and the folks from JP Roofing and Siding, take a look, or if you're already having a problem, they can fix it. That's what they do. That's what he's been doing for 42 years better than anybody. Platinum Preferred Company, nationally recognized company. Joe leaves the customer satisfied. $500 off right now, any roofing or siding installation. And again, it could be that something has gone wrong already or that you want to prevent said thing from happening. You're talking about an experienced vet in the business right here. He's the team owner. He's the head coach. He's the GM and he's the quarterback. Dr. Joseph Potochnik, the doctor of roofing and siding. Give him a call. Like I said, $500 off any roofing or siding installation. 412-829-7711. That's 829-77. The NFLPA announced its second annual Players All-Pro team voted on by the players themselves. The two edge rushers, Miles Garrett and Max Crosby, T.J. Watt was named AFC Defensive Player of the Week today. C.J. Stroud, Offensive Player of the Week. Headlines, powered by Bowser and Genesis of Monroeville. Now open. For more, go to 937thefan.com. 
Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Ron, it's become one of our favorite times of the week. Football talk with the big boy. Dr. Mark Cabali is on the fan hotline presented by Sullivan Super Service, Pittsburgh's trusted plumbing and HVAC provider for over 50 years. If Chris Hoke is the longtime president of the Mason Rudolph fan club, then by golly, Ron, and you don't hear that phrase very by often. Golly. This guy's the vice I'm president. Just glad this he, guy. I'm just glad he made it to the game in Baltimore. And I'm glad he got home from Baltimore. He had a rather adventurous trip. Take us through your trip home from Baltimore, no. big boy. First, I want to correct you. I am the owner of the Mason Rudolph Club. I hired Chris Hokey two years later, so you had that backed up a little bit. <laughs> and uh, number two question I have for you, have you played the Huck and Proud Buffalo song yet? Yeah, we did think, play it the other day. No, we haven't. We need... Oh, we did play that. We haven't played uh... – we haven't played the Buffalo's Got a Spirit song. That's for the later in the week. I heard I heard Vinny really liked that talking proud song. Not Vinny. Ron didn't Ron didn't you like you know, the on that Ron? You know, you are such uh, Here well, he comes uh, causing trouble right does, off the bat. Right off the bat, wet, huh? you know, he shows up at the stadium in Baltimore <laughs> on game day, dripping wet, soaking dripping. wet, literally dripping wet. And then he, then he tries to come back home. His car doesn't start. His rent a car. He sits there three hours waiting to get it started. <laughs> Let's talk about your day. All right. I think you just pretty much hit it on the head there. Other than uh, me being stuck in the mountains of uh, southern southern central Pennsylvania, going about seven miles an hour for 112 miles, watching cars fly up the side of the road and into the media. right near Carlisle, Pennsylvania. We can call you Kitty Carlisle. Now, it was actually between Breezewood and Hagerstown. It was awful. Mm. Uh, visibility zero, and um, it was well, not a good time. You know, they announced before the game that they were going to delay the start until you got there. So I'm glad uh, I'm glad that happened. Then, then I have an issue with my car starting because the battery went dead in my hotel overnight. And I get a text message from Ron Cook. It's, How's your drive home there, pal? <laughs> I got a I got a very graphic response, right? Two letters. Uh, the first two... one started with a, the last one started with a U. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, let's get to your mailbag. For sure. Let's I'm get bagging. to your uh, mailbag here, Dr. Welby. I thought Did we was... have dueling mailbags today this week. We might have. I don't know what day All yours right. comes out. <laughs> this one jumped off the page to me. What are GM Omar Khan's top five priorities at the end of the regular season? Listen to this, Ron. Kabali answers, we're going there already. Okay, in no particular order. Continue to bolster the O-line. Okay, especially through the draft. Try to re-sign Rudolph. Extend tight end Pat Fryermuth. And sign Bengals receiver Tyler Boyd in free agency. Tell me about that one. Oh, I love Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd obviously is done in Cincinnati. He pretty much said his goodbyes the last game there. Obviously, everybody knows he's a pick guy, Clareton guy, but he would fit perfectly, I think, in this offense as a top, strong slot receiver. I think he does want to come back home, play in front of his fans. Now, is there mutual interest? I'm just assuming on that one, I'm just taking a stab in the dark there. But I think he would provide a, a perfect fit at a need position right now, especially with, you know, you don't know the extent of where Deontay Johnson will be past this year. You don't know if Calvin Austin will be a guy that has a long-term future here. And What about know, the fact that he accuses them of quitting and or hating each other every time they play? That's just, that's just his Clareton coming out. And, and I love Clareton. I covered the kid since he was – probably eighth grade 
And that's just typical. And I don't have no problem against that, man. Uh, if he's just going to sit there and uh, rip on the opponent, you know. Ron, you like Tyler Boyd? Crap? You like that yeah. move? Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I think you're going to find a receiver somewhere. I don't know that Deontay will be back. I guess maybe he will. Um, they're going to have to get somebody. I, I can't imagine Allen Robinson coming back. Yeah, Tyler, Tyler Boyd's paid. okay. I, I like Chase and T. Higgins a lot better, but they're not yeah. going anywhere. Yeah, I mean, uh, Tyler Boyd, he got a nice contract in Cincinnati. It was something like four for 40-some. I don't think he would get paid that the next place he goes. He had a little bit of a down year here, but like I said, I think he would fit in perfectly as that tough, gritty slot guy. Basically a better version of Allen Robinson. That's the way I view him. All right, big boy. Um, Both of us – Tomlin really struggles to praise Mason Rudolph. Really struggles to praise him. Do you agree with that? And if so, why? Yeah, uh, he doesn't. He never hesitated to praise Kenny Pickett last year. I know that. Right. I, I've noted noted that number of times of any opportunity he had, he didn't. I, I don't know. I mean, maybe he's just a little bit worried about the outside noise getting to him. I don't know. He might be worried about people throwing stuff back at him. He might 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 not want to. Uh, I mean, it's so un. You don't know what's going to happen past this week, even if he has a good game and he loses. So, do you really want to give anybody any praise? You want to give a guy any type of uh, ability to, uh, you know, come back at you like that in the off season? I don't even know if you understand what I'm saying right now, but he's a, he's a guy that I don't think wants to. It's not like he doesn't believe. He believes in what Mason does, but I think he's a, a superstitious type of guy that says if he believes, maybe he'll he'll struggle. Plus, you have to have you have to leave the door open for Kenny Pickett, and to sit there and constantly praise Mason Rudolph over and over again would be counterproductive. So, and another thing is, I don't think he gives much thought to it either. To be honest with you, but uh, that's just much me. thought to what. What he says. Oh, I think I I, I not, disagree. Not I think he's very calculated in what he says, but I could well, be I wrong. Know, I, I think he's calculated on some things. I think this thing, I don't think he is. I don't think he wants extra noise around Mason at this point right now. Probably why he hasn't changed the depth chart. You know, big story. Didn't change the depth chart. But, you know, he just doesn't want that to be a topic, uh, uh, be a sounding board for him. You know, people say, hey, this. You know, he, you're the number one now. You're going to be the starter. All that stuff. He just wants to keep everything back to normal as possible. And if you have him at number two, I think that is. I don't think there's anything to do with, you know, having less faith in him than Kenny right now. I think it's just the fact that he just wants to stay status quo with stuff like that. It's 1244. Time to stop blindly paying those increasing auto and home insurance premiums. Contact the Buell Insurance Agency in Gibsonia and see what they can do for you. Fan Hotline, which Mark Cabali is on right now, presented by Sullivan Super Service, Pittsburgh Trusted Plumbing and HVAC provider for over 50 years. I just got a text from my friend Ray Staff, childhood friend, Mark. We used to watch Hockey Night in Canada and play Battling Tops over at his house. Did you ever play Battling Tops? No, nah, you know, I'm not 65, so I've never had a pop. <laughs> <laughs> Hurricane Hank was one of the characters on there. You pull a little string, Ron. You remember that game and the I little tops we, fight in a ring and one of them gets popped out? We never played that game. I can't ever remember Jack, that. Were you playing jacks, too? You know? No, no, no. We don't go back quite pop that scotch. far. Yeah, the, the invention of the hula hoop, things like that. No. <laughs> Well, we did have a, we did have a two on two hockey league, and Ray Staff was my partner. It was unbelievable okay. driveway hockey. We kept standings for the whole year, but that's beside the point. He okay. tells me weather forecast for Sunday: possible lake effect snow and twenty to thirty mile per hour winds. In Ray's opinion, he says I think that favors Pittsburgh if Allen can't throw, although he has a bazooka. Let me ask you this. I have been thinking all along, and I think it's the common thought, that that favors the Steelers. But given the fact that Allen plays in those conditions and might be the only one of the two quarterbacks who can cut through the wind with that arm he has, could it actually be an advantage for the Bills? How do high winds, snow, all that play out here? Who's at an advantage? Well, I think the Steelers would be an advantage if they could run the ball. I mean – 
now does that change your scheme if you're Buffalo? If, it, if you're have that bad weather and you know that you're not going to throw the ball more than a half a dozen to a dozen times, then all of a sudden you bring eight, nine guys in the box. Now you're going to have to start whipping some people uh, consistently up front if they're able to do that. When you look at offensive line run game and, and the recent history of what that offensive line and that run game has been, I give the advantage to the Steelers. But that's just because there was a lot of worry in the back end of potentially getting beat by some Mason deep balls. And if you're having 20, 30 mile an hour wins, you're not going to try to throw too many deep balls there. So I think it all depends. I think it all depends on if if they're able to run the ball. I mean, last time they were up there, not the last time, but the Le'Veon Bell year of 16, it couldn't have been worse conditions with the snow. They were able to run the ball, and they had the advantage. And I do think that's one of the reasons why Tomlin's over at Acreshore Stadium right now practicing in the rain, the cold, the wind, the sleet, the grass, is to get those guys a little bit more acclimated to this situation. I mean, part of it has been because the fields are bad here and he doesn't want to practice on turf inside. But I think he's well, he knows that there's going to be potential weather. But I think it just depends. I think it depends. If this offensive line plays like it has been, I think definitely an advantage Steelers. Now, did we hear that the other day you said the Steelers have – a 75% chance of winning this game. Is that correct? Do you believe yeah. they're going to win the game? I'm uh, I up at the 76% now. Uh, a lot more money coming up on, coming in on Buffalo, so we went up to 76%. Yeah, I, I you know, you know me, Ron, I'm a very positive guy all the time. <laughs> oh, so yeah, this right. Is, this is right this is right down my alley of picking the home team to win on the road in the playoff game as a number 7 seed. But I just like it, man. I just, first of all, I like that they're 10-point dogs on the road. I mean, you you talk about free money. I, I view that as free money right there if you're a betting man. But I just like the way they're playing. I like the matchup. I mean, this Buffalo team has played well recently. But, I mean, you look at some of their shortcomings over the season, and they were, they were bad. If Josh Allen can't come and – and do what he can do, and he could beat you single-handedly. And that's probably will be the difference, I do believe, in this game if Josh Allen either wins it or loses it for him. But I just like how things are setting up. I like how they're running the ball. I like their injury. You know, Minka's back, KZ's back. I think it's all in line right now for them to go up there and upset him. I mean, they're playing with house money. And I, you know, like I said, I'm not normally a pro positive guy but i just got a good feeling about this one i think they're gonna win this game let's talk about that phrase playing with house money i used to use it a lot i'm not sure it's true anymore if you haven't won a playoff game in seven years and you've got guys like cam hayward who may never find himself in a playoff game again not to mention the likes of miles jack and who knows who else here this team doesn't have a franchise quarterback this could be the last playoff game the Steelers play for the next five years, for all we know. I don't think any house, I don't think you go into any playoff game almost with, quote, house money. I strongly disagree with that term, Dr. Cavalli. The house money I'm talking about is three weeks ago. Did you think they're going to be in the playoffs? Did the Bills? No, I don't know. Did they? They had a better chance than the Steelers, 7%, right? The 6% the New York Times said that they had after that loss to the Colts. That's what I'm talking about more specifically house money. They probably should not be in the playoffs right now, um, to be honest with you. So that's the way I look at it. Sure, I mean, who knows? It could be Hayward's last game. It could be a lot of different changes here in the upcoming future. But sometimes changes is, aren't bad, aren't all bad. Maybe that's something that uh, they can build on. And remember, this is a team that when they do rebuild and when they do have bad seasons, they're 8-8. Eight and eight. I mean – the only difference, Tom has been through, what, two rebuilds, so to speak, so far? And he's always had that 8-8, eight, 9-7 eight, record. It's only been like a two-year two span of that. The only difference now is he hasn't had that 12-13 win season. So I think uh, I think they're close. Honestly, I still like their roster. I still like their front office. I still like a lot of their players. So I don't think this is like a one-and-done type of situation and and out of it in five years from now. But when I say house money, I'm just talking about nobody believes they're going to win. 
and nobody believes they were even going to be in the playoffs three weeks ago, and still nobody's going to believe they can win because Mason Rudolph's their quarterback. I mean, how many how many how many different posts did you see of ranking the quarterbacks in the playoffs? And number fourteen is Mason Rudolph every single time. Nobody believes in him. Well, they also have the lowest betting odds too of all the teams in the yeah. playoffs. Mark, I, I wrote about Tomlin and the speculation that he could leave after this season on his own volition. Uh, yeah. Do you believe that's a possibility? Yeah. Do you you think he's going to get an extension and be here for years to come? Yeah, I think his extension is looming here. Uh, I think that's – there's no way if you're around him for a minute or two minutes that he's even – give you a vibe of being burnt out and wanting to walk away. I think it would kill him if you couldn't coach football for a year right now. That's, a, that's how – uh, engaged he's in so for him walking away get out no way i think this has something to do with and trying to get some leverage in the off season here to potentially get some more cash i mean might not, he might not even know about it this might be all because of his agents and, hey let's throw this out there um let's see you know try to stir things up a little bit so people uh might you know what rooney hears this and maybe get some money he's only what is he, the top five, top eight highest-paid coaches in the league right now? I mean, he probably thinks he's underpaid. And I know for a fact, for a fact, that he wasn't too torn up over not getting an extension last year because all of a sudden he has more of the leverage in 10-7. and seven, Potential playoff win gives him some leverage, and that leverage means money. So I think that's where I think it is. I don't think it has anything to do with him leaving, wanting to leave. I think he'll get extended. And I think he'll have a nice little bump of raise, of pay raise. But Bill Cower wanted a pay raise, too. So you have to be a little careful. 50-minute mark on the fan brought to you by South Hills Chrysler Jeep Dodge Route 19 in Peters Township, celebrating 50 years in the South Hills. Back to your intergalactically read mailbag, Dr. Kabali. They even read this thing on Uranus. You say there's going to be... No short leash on Rudolph here. And you also say, in response to a question about whether he'll be back next season, you say he might not want to come back. So short leash, no, and he might not want to come back. Can you address those two issues? Yeah, I mean, Tomlin's just not a short leash type of guy. I mean, he's going to give Mason every opportunity to be able to play through it and play out. He probably believes he earns it right now. Plus, I mean, do you really think it's going to be 28 and nothing after the first quarter? And like, oh, we need Kenny Pickett. Do you really want uh, Kenny Pickett who hasn't played in two-plus months in the game? So that's all taken into account of the short leash. Uh, I can see if it was like somebody like Roethlisberger coming back and he may or may not have been healthy enough to go and you're going with that. So I, I, I find it hard to believe that that Mason wouldn't start and finish this game. For Mason, man, he has a chance to get paid. If I'm Mason Rudolph, I don't know if I trust anything this organization tells me because, you know, they didn't give you – they said they were giving you a chance a couple years ago. They didn't. They said that they were – you know, they didn't even provide any support in the way of uh, coaching staff or coordinating – coordinators, a quarterback coach, or even dressing him. They put Josh Dobbs ahead of him his first year, so he didn't even get any snaps. And now, you know, everybody in the world knew he should have played against Indianapolis, and they started Trubisky instead. So he's going to go where he can make some money. He's only made $10 bucks. He got another couple of years to make some money. If he could get an opportunity somewhere, a Las Vegas, a Denver that type of situation where you get a, a decent contract to potentially win the job, I don't see why he would who would scoff at that because I don't know if he believes he would get a fair shot here. And I don't I don't know if you guys believe the same way. I'm, I think I would, would be with him. I don't know if he'd get a fair shot here if he came back. I, you know, I know things can change these next game, next couple games, but I think there's, there's no doubt that Tomlin's going to go back to pick it. Yeah. I mean, he should. Well, he should give him an opportunity to win that job back. I don't have nothing against uh, Mason coming back and Kenny coming back and having those contracts aligned where you somehow give Mason two years and Kenny's over and what, two years as well, or you have to 
Einstein. And, Wait a second. You're the, the you're the president of the Mason Rudolph fan club. Yeah. Don't, so I'm, well, I'm assuming I'm you believe you. if it were you, you would bring back Rudolph as the starter, right? Yeah. I mean, right now I would bring him. I would bring him back, and I would not bring him back as the de facto starter. I would bring him back, especially this situation where Kenny has played only 24 games. This year was just a waste because the coordinator and the injuries and stuff like that. Um, I would bring in plus his 20th overall pick. They still have faith in him. I would create a legitimate competition and see best man with legit best man win. Because two years ago when Kenny was a rookie and Mitch was first year here, Mason won that job and Mason was the third string quarterback. So that's how I would approach it. I don't know if Mason would want that. I don't know if Kenny would enjoy that either, but that's how I would approach it. All right, big boy, you're going out on a limb. You're calling a Steelers win, right? What's the score going to be? Man, you're getting me scared about this weather now, this lake effect, which means we can get three feet or nothing. Uh, I still think it will be a lower-scoring game because of the weather, regardless of some of the wind that's in the cold. So give me 2017 Steelers. And then they would go to Baltimore, correct? And I will not stay in Frederick, Maryland. I will not uh, leave stay in my Carlisle. Uh, alarm. I will not leave my alarm on all night, apparently, and kill the battery. I will not call AAA and wait three hours for a guy to <laughs> jump my car. It took him one second. Uh, Other than that, I'll, maybe I'll ride with you, Ron. Since hey, Dulek always wants to leave early, maybe me and you can hook up. You're more, you're more than welcome to go with me, big boy. I'll teach you something about the game. <laughs> Steelers beat writer from The Athletic, Kitty Carlisle. Thank you, sir. See you, big boy. I'll see you, fellas. There he goes, Ron. He's what a man he is, Steelers huh? Steelers win 20-17. to 17. There's a little mix of, of national people out there who seem to be leaning Steelers – by far, the majority is Bills, but I wouldn't say he's on an island with that. But you know what? He said something, the, the expression, and you talked about uh, house money. He said something. This is like stealing money, the 10-point line. Whenever I hear stealing money, yeah. I want to go the other way. Yeah. Pete Prisco, well, I'll tell you what Pete Prisco said next. He is not high on the Steelers right now from CBS Sports. I'll tell you what he said. And then all hell has broken loose with the New York Giants. Let's take a little I look gotta around. I got to tell you something real quick about that. I don't know if you saw it up here. R- real quickly, it's worth because it's on my mind. Wink Martindale. Yeah, right? that's what the, I was going to tease The defensive yeah, coordinator yeah. had a battle with Dable, the head coach, right? Yep. And like the, everybody's speculating that w- Martindale's going to quit. And the back headline on the New York Post with the pictures of both of them, split hits the fan. Pretty good. Is that pretty good or is that pretty good? Well, I'll tell you exactly. Split hits (laughs) the fan. I'll tell you exactly what happened next as we take a little trip around the league because there's some big stories going into these games. It's more than uh, just Mason Rudolph, although we did spend a good two hours on that one. Austin City Limits. I'd say he has about a four-hitter through seven innings here, Romer, but I think he's having a good game. You? Five or six strikeouts? Yeah. You know, he's not a strikeout He's pitcher. not striking out 19 guys. Today. A lot of ground balls. He's inducing a lot of ground balls. Ground ball pitcher. And are we proud of him? Uh, fan weather brought to you by Sun Chevy 2024 starts with great incentives on the Trailblazer, Blazer, Equinox, and Silverado at sunchevy.com. I want to tell you about good feet stores because I have had bad feet uh, for a lot of my, especially my late pickup basketball career life. I don't know if you've heard the story. I think I've told it on the air. When I proposed to my wife, I was in my 40s, early 40s. And I said, they were treating me like the old guy. And I said, if I hit the game-winning basket here, I'm 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 gonna speed over to her house and propose. And as soon as I took the shot, and I love to take game winners, used to and pick up, I pulled a Steph Curry. I turned my back to it. I knew it was going in. It went in, and off I went. But that's not the moral of the story, city limits. The moral of the story is, man, my feet hurt all the time. It's one of the reasons I stopped playing. Well, that and the fact that I tore my Achilles in a game against Andrew Filipponi. 
a three-game series in which I won game one, 25-19, and was leading game two and going ready for the sweep, I might add. But that also is not the story. It's no fun to be in, in pain with your feet. It, it affects everything. I play golf these days, and the way I play, man, I'm always chasing down golf balls in the woods everywhere else, and it stinks. You know, it ruins your day to have foot pain. Mine has always been centered in the joints of my big toes. Well, I get introduced to the Good Feet store. And that has changed everything. They put me on a plan uh, with what I wear in my shoes. It's very simple, very easy, and for me so far, very effective. It's the Good Feet Store Pain Relief Solution. And the people are, are wonderful, really. And the locations are easily accessible. I went to Robinson Town Center across from Ikea. There's also one in Crans. Cranberry Township on Route 19 North, right next to Walgreens. You can also go to goodfeet.com. It just feels better, you know? You know how a day can be ruined, whether it's a bad back, any kind of pain, but foot pain is just bad, you know? It just it just, it, it ruins the day when you're trying to do something on a weekend. So come in and try the Good Feet feeling today. Comfort, energy, performance, and pain relief at the Good Feet. Feet store. The Bears have fired offensive coordinator Luke Getze as well as quarterbacks coach Andrew Janako, but head coach Matt Eberflus is expected to stay. Steelers, Bills, 1 o'clock on Sunday. TJ Watt has been named AFC Defensive Player of the Week after two sacks against Baltimore and the league leader in sacks for the third time in his career. For more fan headlines, go to 937thefam.com. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.